Talks with Tasha. Here on Talks with Tasha, I like to have thought-provoking conversation with you about real-life experiences in an authentic and genuine way, sometimes comical way. It's no filter, all love. So on today's episode, um, if any of y'all have been following me on social media, y'all know that I was excited to be able to do this because one of the things that I take pride in and I probably relish in the most is the fact that I am a mom and a large part of who I am, why I am the way that I am and why I do the things that I do is largely in part because I had to grow the hell up whenever I decided that I was going to have kids. And so here we are in the studio with my daughters. Um, But before I bring them on, I want to kind of give y'all a little bit of lead into why um, why parenthood is such a huge thing for me. I mean, honestly, it should be for anybody, but there's some some folks out there, they, they live in that fuck them kids mindset. So I'm just not one of those people. Every now and then I am. But for the most part, I'm not. <laughs> but growing up, I was not that kid that, like, you know, you have those little girls, they grow up and they're just like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be a mom. They want to play with Barbie dolls and, you know, have the baby dolls and stuff to, you know, play mom and all that. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to go and run around. I was very much a tomboy. And then when my mom had my younger brother, who is like 12 years younger than me, I didn't want to touch him. I wasn't babysitting him. I wasn't holding him. I wasn't changing no diapers. I had zero desire to, you know, be with this kid. So being a mom was just never a thing for me. See how my kids act? Anyway, but <laughs> but um, they're in the studio and they're off camera, like acting crazy. But <laughs> anyway, um, for for me, I just I didn't have that that desire. You know, like I said, there's some little girls they wake up and they're like, "That's what I want to do. I want to be a mommy." And I was like, "No." I want to live my own life. And then also, like, there was a little bit of a tree hugger in me back then. I was like, this world is terrible. People are horrible. People are racist. I don't want to have babies. Like, they're just going to be in a horrible world. And then, like I said before, me and my little fast ass, you know, I ended up getting pregnant. And abortion was just not an option for me because I am pro-choice. But for myself, I am pro-life. That just wasn't what I was going to do. So I ended up becoming a mom. And... I just remember that whenever I was growing up, there were certain things that I felt like I wanted out of my parents, you know, especially out of my mom that I didn't get. And it was, I don't feel like it was her intention to not give me those things, but I think she was doing what she thought was right and what, you know, she thought was best for me as a kid. And I was the total opposite of my mom. When I tell you I was getting in trouble for everything, I was in, in any, uh, any little bit of trouble that was to be found I was going to find it on the way to church. I remember my mom used to, (laughs) she used to try and get me ready for church and she would get me dressed. You know, I mean, my hair would be pressed and laid, got me a cute little dress on and everything. And she would sit me in a corner in a chair and say, don't move. But I can promise you by the time we got into the car, either I had them lost a shoe. I had them lost a barrette. If we, once we got to church, I sure enough had some dirt on me from somewhere just because I didn't like being all girly and everything like that. But my mom was very much the prim and proper woman. So I'm here. I am this defiant girl. And it was just like stress for her. I think from day one of me just not being anything like her and not being able to relate to each other. So as I grew up, especially in my teenage years, I know that there was so many times where I feel like I wished my mom had 
been a certain way. And honestly, I, I wish she had been more honest with me because you sitting there telling me not to have sex, but mama, I can do math. I know when my birthday is and I know when you got married. So I, there was, that trust with her was broken. Like early on, I didn't trust what she was going to say. I didn't value what she was trying to, how she was trying to direct me or guide me. So that just continued to push even more rebellion in me because I'm like, she don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like, I'm going to do what I want. She's sitting here lying about stuff anyway. I can't trust what she says. So once I did become a mom, I knew I needed to be honest. I needed to be open. I needed to be truthful about who I was, where I had been, and be open enough with my kids to where they, they saw me as a human. And they saw me as imperfect, right? Because I, I wanted them to still be able to come to me and talk to me because of the fact that they recognized that I wasn't some deity, you know, and superhero of a person, but I was somebody that was flawed and messed up. So that was one of the things for me. I wanted somebody that was, that was on, I wanted to make sure that I was honest with my kids and that I had an open relationship with my kids. Then I ended up having two daughters. And for those of y'all that are not aware, I actually have a sister who is 18 months older than me. And it's, you know, funny that I'll say people, that, you know, don't know, oh, I I have a sister. Like, most people that have sisters or siblings, you know about it because that's a part of their lives. You know, they post about them, they talk about them. That is not the relationship with me and my sister. And if you want to know the whole story about that, you can go and listen to one of the earlier episodes called The Colorful Lines of Colorism. That talks about the entire story with me and my sister. But because of that story and because of that path, whenever I had my daughters, I wanted to make sure that, their relationship looked nothing like the relationship that I had with, uh, with my sister. And I knew I had to be very intentional about how I did things and living in a society that we live in as, as they got older, I realized it was just going to get harder and harder for me to try to encourage them to have that sort of relationship. So I needed to make sure that I started, you know, basically burning these things into their, their thought process that, you know, your sister is your first line of defense. Your sister is your first best friend. Your sister is your go-to person. And I have to say that I feel extremely grateful and honored that it worked. <laughs> so far, so good. I feel like it worked. And honestly, I think it might have worked too good because I feel like sometimes they be ganging up on me because they on each other's side. And regardless of how right I may be, they're going to stick, they're going to stick to each other. So, um, without further ado, um, I want to introduce you to Alexia and Alyssa, my babies who are in studio. <laughs> Yay! So, um, we'll go ahead and take a minute real quick. Um, and it's not about preference. It's simply because yeah, I figure the right way to do it is because of age, but, um, Introduce yourselves to everybody. My name is Alexia. <laughs> My name is Alyssa. And you will refer to, hear me refer to them as Lex and Lissa, Lex and Liz, whatever, but y'all get the picture. So, um, of course, you know, y'all grew up with me, so y'all know the whole story, but what y'all are not aware of, no, y'all, I, I feel like y'all are kind of, of, kind of aware of it, is that over the course of y'all's, especially probably like the last 10 years, People have, you know, that y'all have no idea who they are, have kind of watched y'all grow up through, you know, through my social media page or pages. And they've watched this relationship that I have with y'all and they've 
come to me on the sidelines like, oh, my God, like, you know, your life seems so perfect. You know, how do I go about raising my my kids to be like yours? How Because for the record, people, I have three kids. I have, a you know, a 24-year-old son and I have my two daughters. However, we are talking about raising girls because I just feel like we need to acknowledge some of the shit that's going on with. Oh, and I curse in front of my kids. So mm, anyway. But uh, it's, not, it's not vice versa, though. Is it, <laughs> is it though? I mean, sometimes if you flip it out, <laughs> I try not to, but okay, because like, listen, because we'll go ahead and put y'all on blast because Lex is like, oh, so mama, such and such happened at school, and so and so said, and then she was like, fuck. I was like, <laughs> oh, <all right." laughs> but I mean, whatever. Some of y'all parents might be like, oh my God, but. That's a word. I would rather her say the word than to be out there doing the word. But anyway, so um, people watched from the sidelines and they felt like I had like this magical answer about like how I was raising my kids. And there was some like perfect book. And I think even as much as I tried to be, which I've always been extremely transparent about how, you know, how my life was, because I mean, shit was not perfect. You talking to somebody that has been married three times, got, you know, two ex-husbands that I've had children with and their ex-husbands. So I'm functioning as a single mom. It ain't nothing perfect about that. Um, but for, for, from you guys' perspective or you girls' perspective, let me make sure that I'm correct. Um, do, do y'all feel like, you know, because obviously, y'all, you know, y'all know your dad, y'all know me. Do y'all feel like it would have been better or easier for y'all having both of us together versus having us, you know, operate as single parents? Maybe, like, with you guys together, but not, like, you guys. Like, two parents, but not <laughs> you. <laughs> like, in the same household, I don't know if that would be a good idea. I mean, like you said, like, people always say that they want to like stay in relationships for the kids but sometimes that actually ends up hurting the children more than helping them yeah. and i feel like if you guys stayed together like knowing both of your personalities just, no, no that would not that would work. not work <laughs> see what i'm saying this is why i love these babies lord have mercy y'all better preach to the church because <laughs> because of course you know whenever i got into the you know whenever their dad and i got into our relationship we didn't think oh we're gonna get married and this shit's gonna fall apart in a couple of years However, our personalities came through and we were not meant to be together and he is who he is and I am who I am. But, you know, in line with that, that, that statement of, oh, let's stay together for the kids. Personally, I feel like I've allowed my children to get to know me. Right. Do, do y'all feel like that's a true statement? Like, like that we know you. Yeah. Like that y'all actually know me and like, I'm not some you know stepford wife trying to yeah. i have to be just so for the kids yeah, yeah. like I, in relationships where it's like that i feel like the like i have friends whose parents you can tell they're like not really on the same page like that mm -hmm. and like you can tell whenever like you know how in the movies they'll be like oh like oh go ask your dad and like things like that yeah. like it's more like only one parent usually like is actually parenting yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, I would have fought somebody. And, and, and no, and honestly, like that was part of this, the issue for me was I feel like there should have been space for both of us to parent. And I, I feel like because of our personality differences and our, you know, that that just did not mesh. It just didn't work out that way. And, you know, of course, we ended the marriage. So then I became the 
primary custodian of y'all and y'all spent more time with me. But I also, you know, going into what we were just talking about, I, regardless of whether I stayed with your dad or not, like I wanted to make sure that y'all were given a certain type of relationship, you know, and a certain, certain lifestyle, honestly, because I mean, listen, there's some of y'all parents out here that y'all be like hella jealous of y'all kids because they got better than me. You got all this shit. You got, I don't have this and I don't have that. Don't get me wrong. I didn't use that statement with my kids quite I a few times. I was about to say. Ma'am, <laughs> I don't need you to call me out. I'm going to call myself out. Okay. But, <laughs> but it's not in a jealous way, right? Like it's not in a, well, I should have had all of that. You know, like I don't look at y'all and say, you know, like there's some parents out there that's like jealous of their kids. And if I feel like our whole purpose is to level up our kids, to put them in a, a position better than what we were at any given point in time. But I knew that there was a, a certain relationship that I wanted to have with y'all. And I tried to be open and honest with y'all about who I was and how I, you know, what I wanted, why I wanted things. Um, so another little story, I think, I think y'all know about this, but whenever I was growing up, this is how like disjointed everything was with my, myself and my, um, my mom. I know a lot of parents out there will say, because I said so growing up, I had gotten to a point to where I was like, if I ever have kids, I'm never, ever going to say that to them. I'm never going to say, because I said, so do y'all know my mama had me write that in a document, sign it. And to have my brother and my sister sign it as witnesses that I would never, ever say that to my kids. And I'm pretty sure I've never, ever said that to y'all. Have I ever said that? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you just wanted to brag on that for a second? I just, you know, <laughs> humble brag. Uh, I kept my, I don't keep my word in other shit, but I kept my word in that. <laughs> but um, because I didn't want that, I didn't want it to simply be, well, because I laid down and had sex and, and created a life that now that made me the, you know, author and finisher of all things. I wanted there to be an opening for it, for y'all to, to be able to say, well, this is why I want something or this is why I feel that way or whatever. So I tried to have an open, open relationship with y'all. Do y'all feel like as y'all grew up, there was too much openness or do y'all feel like that openness was a, was a facade? Like it was fake or like, no, I, I mean, I feel like it was like a good balance of stuff we should talk about and stuff that like, you don't really have to tell us about like, there's there are some single parents who kind of treat their kids like their friends and like yes we do have a relationship that can be very friendly but at the same time like we still acknowledge the fact that like you're my mom I'm the child and like I feel like you don't overstretch that boundary of like you're my you're the parent not not really like my not supposed to be like my my, my little friend like my little homegirl like. I'm not one of your little friends like I don't I I have said that. Yeah, I have yeah, said that. You have. I have said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, hey, but but this just goes to prove, like, you know, people think we have, like, this totally foreign relationship, but, like, we go through some of the same stuff that everybody else goes through. But I think what helps is me recognizing that I'm still, like, I'm flawed, you know, and I, I make mistakes. And I've, listen, it's been some teary conversations that I've had to have where I'm like, oh, shit. I'd have ruined my child forever. And one was recently, you know, um, being a single mom, I'll, I'll say, you know, this is something that we just dealt, had to deal with over the last couple of days. 
<clears throat> me coming to the realization that um, everybody else who knows me as this like feeling touchy, like, you know, emotional creature, all of a sudden my daughters are like, well, no mama, like, you know, you're always like, so, you know, you get it. This is exactly what it was because I told y'all, like, I don't really like to sugarcoat or tiptoe around shit. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm having a conversation with Alyssa and she was like, it's just like, sometimes you just, you know, it feels like, you know, like you don't feel stuff. And I was like, I feel stuff. She was like, no, no, no. Like you feel, but, and I chimed in and I was like, like I emotionally detached from stuff. She's like, yeah, that's it. And I'm telling you, as soon as she said it, it's like everything started triggering in my mind of, oh God. So I am known for having my shower cries. And what my shower cries are <laughs> is as a single mom, like I remember my kids seeing me cry. And I don't even remember what it was for, but I just remember the look on their face like they were scared and they were sad. And I was like, oh my God, like I don't like my child feeling like this. So I didn't really cry in front of them, you know, uh, to the point to where even if they see me like start to cry watching a show, they're like, what's wrong with you? Ma'am, this puppy is hurt on TV. <laughs> Sometimes you, you cry over Bruh, like no. nothing. Yeah, like in the TV shows, it'll be like, I don't so know, cheesy. Like, and no, she's like, like tearing they, up. When like, you know bruh. they like want you to cry. You shouldn't be Bruh, crying. But, well, <laughs> like, you know, when they're, you can, you can tell when they're trying, like, the Listen, way that. to cut this. I don't like where this is going. You can tell, like, the way they directed it. They were like, oh, yeah, like, we want to, we we're trying to get a tearjerker, you know. You're just, you look over. Well, let my tears you jerk, ma'am. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, I just had to, had to keep it real. <laughs> I mean, I understand that, but dang, we in front of company. Y'all don't need to talk about me like this. So, Okay, but okay, see, so here it is. On one hand, they're like, look at her crying over this dumb shit. But then they're like, oh, but mama, you don't feel stuff. No, it's just that what I realized was I was in such a mode of let me make sure that I take care of my kids. The way I explained it to Alyssa was I said, oh, my God, I said, I'm so sorry. I always feel stuff. Like the other day, a lot of y'all, you know, follow me on social media and y'all are aware that Alyssa was in a, a bad accident uh, last, what, last Friday. Yeah. yeah. So less than four days ago, she was in a bad accident. Thank God. Like she's, she's fine. But, um, RIP Clifford. <laughs> R.I.P. Clifford. <laughs> Clifford was her was her car, but um yeah. So Clifford, you know, had a like a rigorous makeout session with a tree, <laughs> and so Alyssa thought that I didn't feel anything about it. But at the time, I wasn't with her, and in my mind, as I always do, is I don't have time for me to feel. I gotta I gotta get shit straight. Like she's on the phone with me, trying to ask me about insurance. If I start falling apart. My baby is going to fall apart. So I got to keep it together because what's it going to be? Both of us ain't got it together. And then I'm trying to drive down the highway, highway to hurry and get to you. Now we got two accidents. So she felt like, you know, there, it was beyond incidences like that. It was just kind of over the course of, you know, them being raised in my house that they felt like I wasn't being emotional about things. And here it is this whole time. I'm thinking I'm protecting my children from being worried and being scared and being concerned, lo and behold, I'm actually sh making them feel like I don't feel things. Like I don't connect to moments of things that's happening. And I definitely connected to the moments, but I always would throw myself to the, to the back seat and let me go ahead and figure all of this out. You know, if something, if something is wrong, let me take care of that. And I can cry whenever I'm in the shower because 
if they happen to walk in on me on the shower and my eyes are red or my face is wet, I'm in the shower. <laughs> so, so it's not going to freak them out. I can actually hide it. But, you know, here they are 18 and 19 and it's still like a, like it's a, a growth experience because I have to sit back and apologize to her and her sister and their brother, you know, whenever I do have a conversation with him, uh, that warrants us opening this gate up. But, you know, and yeah, we have, uh, bucks, uh, um, on Instagram saying like, you know, she's been guilty of doing that with her kids as well. But it's not that we do it intentionally to not connect to our kids. But the reality is, is like, I had to be humble and own the fact that that was hurtful to my kids. That was something that, you know, made them feel like they were less than, and in that, in that moment, I felt all emotional all over again. So when it comes to the whole single parent aspect, there's the perks of, yes, like you get to see me and as myself, but then also now I have to be this constant protector. So there were some downfalls to, to, you know, having that single parent, uh, you know, having a single parent life when, when it comes to me anyway, but from, Whenever it comes to us having to have these conversations, like, do y'all get scared to come to me and say, oh, my God, you know, like, this is wrong or. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's always going to be uncomfortable to, like, tell someone that, like, something you've been doing our entire life, lives have been, like, damaging. But, like, also at the time, we don't really, sometimes you don't really know that something's an issue. It's like, that made me feel bad, but I don't know how to, like, I don't know what was wrong with it to where it can be helpful if I tell her other than I just, like, feel bad. Yeah, like, you don't really know, like, how you could, I guess, like, what a good compromise is, but all you know is that, like, that's what, how you feel about the situation. Yeah. And so, like, you're like, well, it's like when you know, it's like when you understand something, but you don't know how to say it. So it's like, you're just like, like, it's like if you're in class and the teacher's, like, asking you a question and you, like, you know what you want to say, but you can't, like, form it in a sentence. Yeah. It's kind of like that because then it's, like, everything I say, it's just not going to make sense. Yeah. Or it will make sense, but it's just kind of, like, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what am I, like, what? <laughs> like, okay, that makes sense to you. But, and that's another thing I tell people all the time, like, I'm I'm very open whenever it comes to having these conversations. And there have been times where... You know, yes, I've, you know, my kids have come to me and I want them to come to me, but just because they come to me does not mean that I'm always going to give them their way. Like it does not mean that because you're telling me, well, oh, I really need to go to my friend's sleepover. I, but you got school tomorrow. I don't give a shit. Like you can, you can come to me, you can come to me and you can tell me that, you know, you're upset about something or whatever, but I'm still going to have that conversation and it, you know. I know how it feels from my side as the mom um, leaving that, leaving things open or whatever. But when it comes to like some of the do's and don'ts that parents, you know, parents do or don't do in relationships with their kids. What are some things that y'all notice either, either from experience with me or, you know, on the outside with your friends or whatever. I'm not saying dime your friends out. I'm not saying to do that. <laughs> Cause I don't want your friends coming over to my house. Like, Hey, Miss Natasha, she's horrible. <laughs> I don't want that. But like, what are some of the things that y'all notice about parents that y'all feel like they should really reconsider to kind of have like better relationships with their kids? I mean, like 
parents, they don't have to tell their kids everything, but, like, it definitely helps to talk about stuff, like, even if it's uncomfortable. Like, I mean, like, like, like when you found out that I drink at school, that was comfortable. <laughs> but, like, I would rather talk about it and be, okay. be I, safe about I, it. I found out because she posted a picture <laughs> On that, Instagram. That's not how you found out. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. How I found out was, oh, here ooh, we go. mama, I want some, I want some rolls from Texas Roadhouse. Ooh, I really want some. Oh, hey, okay, let's go. <laughs> do, 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 do. We sitting there minding our good business in this booth at Texas Roadhouse getting some nice hot rolls brought to us. So Alyssa picks up the drink menu and she's like, oh, you know, because if anybody follows me on social media, y'all know, like, I stay at the liquor store because I like buying stuff. I'll be drinking it all the time. I mean, when mm. I... <laughs> it was at this moment no. he knew. He fucked up. <laughs> Maybe. But, so, you know, anyway, I'm going to edit that out. Um, but, so, of course, you know, like I said, my, my daughters know I have an extensive bar. So... Alyssa picks up this menu and she's like, "Ooh, let's see how many of these drinks mama has on the menu. It was like the bottles at the bottom of the menu that were like, it was like, what was the one that you? Yeah. So it was, so Alyssa's (laughs) reading like the recipes to some of the drinks. And then she says something about like, Oh, marshmallow vodka or whatever. Was it the pinnacle? Uh, It was a whipped cream vodka. Yeah. And this little heifer here. Okay, it was not like that. So. <laughs> yes, it was. It was just embarrassing. <laughs> so she says, oh, whipped cream vodka is gross. I said, how oh, you know she's there? Like, for those of y'all that are listening to this and not watching it live, when I tell y'all, that baby's face just was like, uh, uh, like she wanted to like sink into herself. <laughs> and I was like, I said, oh, so we drinking now. She was like, well, you know, they play certain songs and then they just like pour it. And I was like, oh, so they just doing free pours from the bar, right? Because, I mean, I remember them days. She's, I was like, okay. But I'm not that mom. Like, I know I'm not at school with her. I'm not at school with her. Um, and for me to sit back and expect her to to be this angelic walking, you know, the you know perfectly straight line, I'm not even I'm not even gonna sit here and do that. Okay, well we not we not trying to go that route. Cause listen, I'm too cute to be a grandma. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm not ready. Look, I told him after Alyssa graduates, y'all got y'all got five years. I need I need y'all out my house for five years. Let me go and have my hot middle-aged woman, you know, season. Cause it's not just gonna be summer. Like I'm gonna do it in the winter too, and then I'll regroup, and then I'm gonna be the grandma, you know, making biscuits and taking the kids. Pretty sure summer. you're already doing the middle-aged woman thing. So like, I don't. I am, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I wasn't gonna be unrealistic about it, and there was a, there you know. I'm sure there's a lot of parents that were, you know, on the outskirts that were like, oh, my God, like, I would never. I would be so upset. Okay, so what am I going to do? Like, make her come all the way back home and say, oh, now you got to you gotta go to college here because she's going to drink here, too. And then it's just going to be a battle for nothing. And I'm like, it's not even that serious. Let me educate my child. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of things lately on social media talking about how, like, um, strict parents raise sneaky children. And it's definitely true because literally one of my best friends – I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. One of my best friends, she can't tell her parents about anything. Like it like they they literally think that she doesn't do anything, that she is 
a very holy child, but and she out here being a whole thought pocket. <laughs> I'm already told her that. But but I adore. But this is the thing, right? And um, I you know I'm probably one of the more stern parents when it comes to like you do what I say do. Like I'm not playing games. A li- Listen, look, Alyssa let her phone die one night and I showed up at somebody's house like the cops was there. And my friends are still talking about it to this day. So even the dad was whenever we Yeah. He literally talked to me about it when I was there one time. Well, because so listen, I don't play about my kids, but the thing is is like people know I I I have boundaries and there are certain expectations that I do have that I'm not gonna waver on. But when it comes to things that I know are out in essence, out of my control, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act crazy like that. And it, it does make me feel good that her friends, you know, their friends actually feel open enough to come and communicate with me about things. And I always encourage them, like, go and talk to your parents. And the first thing is always, my parents don't want to hear me. My parents won't listen. Or are you kidding me? Oh my God, they'll kick me out. I'm like, they're going to kick you out for kissing a boy. (laughs) What? Yeah. And like from, from my like point of view, it just sucks seeing her have to go through that because it's like I could not even imagine like that like at all. Like I I don't think that parents realize that kids don't like lying to them. Yeah, like it's it's not something that it's they not enjoy something doing. enjoy. Yeah, it's not something enjoyable. But if you're if it's if you don't want to speak with your child on things that like are very real and very much happening they're going to feel the need to not want to talk to you. And then that also, not only do they go and maybe do things more unsafely than if you were to know and they actually ha- are educated about what they're doing, like, it, it definitely makes their relationship worse with your parents. And when they leave from home, they're never going to want to talk to you. And I feel like that would suck. Like, like I don't know how parents could just feel like, oh, well, I got to raise you your whole life. I know exactly what you do, like all this stuff. And then they leave the house and then they never talk to them again. Y'all, my little emotional heart just like (laughs) sank just now at the thought of that. Like I would, if I go like a couple of days without talking to them, I'm like, oh my God, where's my baby? What is she doing? (laughs) But I I think that's something that, you know, parents definitely need to be mindful of is, you know, um, I I, I would agree because I think whenever y'all have gotten caught in, Trying to think, have y'all ever really gotten caught in lies? Hmm. Mm-mm. Thinking. I don't I can't really think of any like <clears throat> like profound lies or anything like that. But it it I, I definitely think it's because I haven't necessarily put these like astronomical, like never ever do, you know, type boundaries around you guys. At a certain point you're like inviting the lies. Like if you were to be like, don't go like you're not allowed to do anything at all. We're teenagers. We have to go out and experience things, and people are always going to find a way around it. So, like, I have friends that lie to their parents all the time about where they are just to do simple things, like literally just go hang out with me. Like, we're just chilling in the room. And are you like, being a bad influence, Alyssa? That's no, why they don't no, want you hanging out with their kids. Yep, that's exactly it. Like she, she's a regular <laughs> thug. No. Um, so, I mean, and I get that, but th- that that statement that you made actually is like, a big one. I think people need to hear that is that whenever you put such horrible, con- like, let me not say horrible. When you put such tight constraints on your kids, you are inviting lies. Like I, you know, look at you coming with that word, girl. I see you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, so speaking about going into the world, like let's go and address y'all going out into this world. And one of the things that I always had this horrible fear of was just growing up, you know, where I come from, you know, there was still the white side of town or the black side of town. And so racism was still very much real, right? And in the area where I raised y'all, I wanted to make sure that it was diverse and, you know, you were able to experience all different, you know, ethnicities and cultures. And now y'all are getting ready to go out into the real world. So what, when it comes to like stepping out there as two young black women, what, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Like, what are y'all feeling right now? Cause we kind of talked about the fact like with, you know, Lex saying, Oh my God, like I just realized I'm kind of like moving out because her dorm, like her uh, rooming situation is going to, she's not going to be on campus. So she's going to have like her own place now. And I think that kind of clicked, but now that y'all are going out into the real world, like what are some of the things that y'all think about going into good, bad, ugly, and different? Like, what do y'all think about it? I mean, I feel like I've been pretty prepared for like what to expect. I feel like you never really hid from us like reality. Obviously, like you weren't telling us when we were like three, oh, like you <laughs> you might get the, shot in the yeah, street. The world often. doesn't like you because of your skin color. Like <laughs> yeah. but like I I feel like because of the generation that we're in now and how people try to be more educated on this stuff, I feel like people are actually realizing how real real life is like if everyone is not going to be your friend Mm -hmm. the world is not going to love you all the time like you also like even if like somebody does something that like with racism like if somebody's being racist it's (laughs) i I forgot that is it's more so indicative of that person and not no i was saying that like the if someone does something racist you're more able to combat it now like because you're not going to be alone like oh yeah there are more people around you that will have the same beliefs as you and like back you up rather than like if you try to someone's versus you and you're like oh that's racist everyone will be like you're crazy like you're just yeah like this so there's more people that are actually aware of not only aware of the fact that racism exists but being more active and vocal about it um because you know and i think you know from previous generations it was a little bit more of you know don't ruffle feathers you yeah, know just keep your I mean. head down and and now y'all coming out swinging like fuck <laughs> all y'all just like <laughs> like i'm not taking this so i mean the thing for me is like especially in situations like regarding racism i just have to realize like those people are just bitter and like you a lot of those people who still believe that in 2022 that means that like you could literally tell them how you feel or tell them what's right or wrong till you're blue in the face and they're just not going to listen. Yeah. So why, why waste your energy on someone who's just bitter? Lost cause. <laughs> yeah. Like a lost cause, bitter person who's just unhappy Yeah. when you could just like use your energy somewhere else. And it also does help that you have, like we have so many people who like know that racism is wrong and like they, they believe that like, people should just not think that way like that you don't have to be afraid of like saying how you actually feel and if something does go wrong in saying how you actually feel you know that you always will have someone to back you up because of just how like how the world is now like it's not 
10 times it's not amazing it's not the perfect most perfect place ever but it's definitely gotten better now that you you can at least know that even if this person might not agree with you at least you have the two internet, or three other the entire people. internet will yeah the, the, if you want them to tiktok will find sky you jackson will dox sky jackson yeah listen because sky i'm sorry y'all this is why i know all of these people because my kids talk about them but yeah sky jackson is not with it like but no she's not with it but she's with the shits all in the same because i mean like you would think that people wouldn't think like that these days you know considering it's literally 2022 but anyways <laughs> there are unfortunately still some people who I don't know. They just—it's definitely also their parents' fault, and then yeah. they're going to become those parents that teach their kid the wrong values, and then yeah, because so their generation even there's there's a lot of people who are your age and still think like that. Child, I'm so sorry. So then they speak to their kids about what they think, like oh, black people are dirty and weird, <laughs> like dirty. Y'all motherfuckers is out here not washing y'all ankles. Y'all don't use washcloths. What like what? Yeah. I you don't wish. you don't wash your feet in the shower because the water touches <laughs> See what Sorry. I'm saying, people? I might be too far. <laughs> no, that's that's not far enough because they need to understand that's not right. No, but even when I talk to like my white friends like that, they're like, it's true. <laughs> like white people are trash. <laughs> no. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Like, and I'm like, like, I will, I obviously, like, I, I don't have an issue. Like, I have no I've issue with white, white people. Friends. Literally, like, my best no, friend's no, uncle's cousin, nephew's <laughs> brother is black, <laughs> white, sorry. No. Like, I, it's just sometimes, you know, white people will be doing their white people stuff. And I, I, I mention it to my friends because, like, you, when you're friends with a black person, you can't act like I'm not black. People who say that they don't see color, that's that's just not... You, yeah, like, you better come through with that. I'm not color That's not line. like you... No, like my friends know. I, it, I'm friends with people who know that... Who know about the real world. Yeah. They know that they can walk across the street and not be worried about a thing. Meanwhile, I'm my heart is literally racing every time I pass a police officer. And I've, ta I've talked to them about that. And they literally... Like, even like... One of my friends whose dad is a police officer, she said she had no idea that, like, that is real. Yeah. That I could literally just be driving down the side of the road or on the street and see a car and my heart rate shoots up the roof. Yeah. Like, I've had to explain colorism to them and things like that. And they, the fact that they, like, I basically have had to teach them yeah. what is real. And... I'm thankful that my friends are very like open people who they're open-minded people who when I tell them things like they're like okay like I mean you I had one it. at the beginning of the pandemic I was like yes Lex get her get her because of course I had to stand on the sidelines and watch it happen but I was proud of the fact that my baby was educated and very strong in her beliefs and she um in a much more mature way than what I would have done because I would have cursed that girl out 10 ways to Sunday. But um, she did it in a respectful and educated way and that friendship did not survive. But um, it was because of her having to explain that like you're being ignorant. And at that, at that point, you had educated her and she was making a choice to continue to be ignorant. So, But yeah, I think another thing that parents do a lot is they try to persuade their kids to conform and i feel like in some cases like it's understandable because you 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 just want to see them succeed and unfortunately in in our world you do have to conform in some ways but i feel like like 
when I'm over here yelling at my friend because she's stupid, because <laughs> like, like, the, like, girl, do you are you not like? Have you not been watching the news? <laughs> have you not been reading anything? At some point, it's not my job to educate. You. Exactly, like, and I feel like some parents would like if their kids were to t- tell them, "Oh, I I just had to drop a friend because she has oh, horrible why beliefs. Are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Like, why? Like, they're not really." It's not that you should support them in like dropping their friends, but like you should support them in be in standing up for themselves. So yeah, sticking to what they believe in. Well, because even outside of that, even on like the more simple level, we just dealt with that from Alyssa's side over the past year with parents wanting to interject. Now, don't get me wrong. If stuff gets way out of control or whatever, I ain't got no problem checking somebody's kid and they mom and them and they daddy. But whenever kids are figuring out their social stuff, you know, um, and in Lex's situation, it happened to be social things that were based on or um, social things that were being impacted by her her race, by, by her being a black woman. But then you had Alyssa who just recently dealt with just personality stuff. Like the friendship was done. But then you, I stood on the sidelines like, y'all do what y'all do. But the other parents felt the need to interject themselves and, oh, you guys should talk and you should figure it out. And so I think that's the stuff that you're talking about when it, when you're talking about like conforming. I'm not, I ain't got to be friends with your friends. I'm, I, 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 I will talk to y'all and let you know, like, hey, make sure you're communicating. Whatever it is that you're thinking, whatever it is that you're feeling, you actually need to have that conversation. And if you value that person, even in the slightest bit, you need to have a conversation. She didn't see value anymore and she was done. <laughs> What you want me to do? Like I'm not about I'm not about to like hold, hold an intervention. Like guys, let's come to the table. Everyone hold hands. I'm not doing that. So just like us adults, we go through seasons where stuff ends. As parents, we have to recognize that sometimes things end with these kids as well. And it's you know, encourage them to end things in a health as healthy of a way as possible. But we should not be forcing our kids to have relationships. Mm-hmm. With anybody, <laughs> with anybody, especially if that person is. Let me stop. I don't want to get into that. But, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Can't take these kids nowhere. But so that's the you know that's one part of it. The other part that I want to talk about when it comes to y'all going out into the real world, and <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there because people were floored that I actually had this conversation with my daughters, but I was never ever the mom that was like. You need to wait until you're married to have sex. Cause I didn't. Like I'm not even gonna sit here and fake the funk like that. I told them about the 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 severity like the seriousness of having sex beyond STDs and babies. I talked to them about the emotional, physical, mental ramifications or experience of having sex and laying down and having sex with someone or standing up, whatever. Um, okay. okay, we did not need that. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. So, um, but in that same same vein, I also talked to them about knowing your own body. And I know it's going to make them uncomfortable if I say it right here in front of all these people. So I'm going to just leave it like that. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you can't tell nobody what you like if you don't know what you like. So, so I've had to have these conversations with my daughters. And I'll let them tell what they do or don't know or do or don't do but i do know i i feel like had i had somebody that talked to me realistically about sex and my body because my mom was like you know a penis is just like a finger it's no big deal 
what? Like, and that was kind of the extent of that conversation. Sex mm. is for making babies. <laughs> well, why does it feel so good whenever I get against that show? Oh, that okay. okay. That's enough. <laughs> Okay. We're taking over the podcast. She's banned now. Lex and Lisa talks. (laughs) But, but I, you know, I had those conversations with them because, and I've never ever wanted them to feel like sex was something to be ashamed of. Their bodies were something to be ashamed of. And now y'all are getting ready again to go out into this world, and you have the being sex positive. You have the no body shaming and all these other things. So when it comes to that side of who y'all are as, as young women, like, are there things that y'all are concerned about? Are there things that y'all feel like y'all are, you know, un, you know, ill prepared for, or like, what are your thoughts on the, t- the topic of women and sex? I think, I think men need to stay out of it. That's yeah, what I think. I feel like, yeah, they really need to. <laughs> and y'all done already jumped to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they just, uh, just I could talk about this for so long. I like, mean, well, we only got but so many minutes. So okay, I know. So we'll go ahead and bring that part up. So recently, Roe v. Wade um, uh, got overturned by the Supreme Court and leaving it in the individual states' hands when it comes to Planned Parenthood, um, women, you know, you know, basically being able to have <clears throat> pregnancy terminations. So what? Like, what did, what did that make y'all feel, like, whenever, when all of that happened? And what does that mean for y'all as y'all move forward? I was like, why are we regressing? Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> I was like, I what woke is the up, point? I woke up and, like, saw it all over the news, and I was just like, like, what? I feel like it's just, an, it's another attempt to control minorities, but what do you gain? Like, the foster care system is terrible, and they they're they're encouraging people to to not terminate these babies, but like in so many cases, there are like you should not. There are p- many people who should not be having children. Shouldn't be parents. Like there's people who are either physically, mentally incapable of, of parenting, financially. financially incapable of parenting. Oh, what they need to do better with who, uh, when they have sex, they need to have be- you know better protection. Use condoms. Use birth control. Okay, but what about when they take those away too? Or what about if they were wasn't by choice? Yeah, there's <laughs> wasn't by choice. Um, like there's I, just so many factors that it's like why? Literally, like for example, I I know someone who li- like if they get pregnant, they will die. Yeah, and in the state of Texas, abortion like that's that's not really a thing in, anymore. Yeah, so it just the fact that people are choosing not to say like these unborn lives over living lives but it just feels like i don't know they're caring more about i don't know i don't i don't really know how to explain it like i don't either just, <laughs> I, I really could not tell you it's just like the only question is why that's yeah all, like it genuinely I, I just don't understand why men feel the need to control our bodies but if if we said, oh, put a condom on, it, it, it feels different. It ruins the mood, like all that stuff. They're still using them lines. Yep. That's how your brother got here. <laughs> no. <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> so, so it's obvious, you know, um, that Roe v. Wade, y'all, you know, clearly y'all are pro-choice, yeah. you know. Um, but we actually have a question from um, 
uh, Instagram, she's, she asked how old were they when I first started talking to y'all about sex? And I don't think there's any like specific time where I started to, <clears throat> excuse me, have conversations about sex. I think it's that I've always had them to have a, a healthy understanding of their bodies. Um, and whenever the conversations came up about like, where did babies come from? I never lied about it. Like I didn't give the, oh, well the birds, I don't even know what the fucking birds and bees story is. If somebody knows what the actual story is, inbox me. Cause I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm gonna have to tell my grandkids that won't come at least for another five to 10 years. Um, maybe I'm gonna have to tell them the story. I don't know, but I don't know the birds and the bees. They don't have sex, so I don't get it. But I, I didn't do that. Like I, I had very real conversations with them. Um, yeah, and it was never made to be, like, a big thing. I couldn't even tell you when the first time we talked about sex like, was because yeah. it's never been such a like, thing. Like, I feel like, like, like people, have asked, people have asked me that before, like, oh, like, when did your parents, like, talk to you about sex and stuff? And I was like, I, I honestly don't really know. <laughs> I was like, like, I feel like I've always just had a pretty good understanding of my, my body. And I feel like that... People try to speak more on sex as a whole versus yourself because your body is you control your body. You should know how your body works. You should know how how like you should know about your body. Yeah. And I feel like you've just always let us like understand how to take care of yourself, what to know about yourself, especially as women. Like you need to take care of yourself. And I never really understood parents that weren't like that because like school is a thing and we learn about like we hear school some crazy thing. things yeah, in we, the hallways like, that's the thing like if, if your kid if you think your kids aren't hearing about this stuff they are yeah. <laughs> like, not from you but they are they're learning that like I've learned so many things because of overhearing conversations and yeah. being like what is that <laughs> like and, and, and then coming back home and having conversations with me and saying oh well so and so said such and such and I can't shy away from the conversation mm -hmm. at that point like you know Oh, so giving head is actually a blowjob. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, a blowjob? <laughs> all right, that, you didn't. What? I'm just saying, like, these are some of the, like, this is the stuff that's happening. These are the things that's going on. So these are the conversations that I'm having to have. But the the reality is, is that I think one of the, the common um, points that we, we've mentioned over the course of this conversation is being open, being honest. And listen, when I tell y'all, those conversations do not always feel good. Just like the girls were saying, you know, those, it doesn't always feel good to have to come to your parents and say something is off or wrong or they don't like something or whatever. But you got to have those conversations. Being uncomfortable in a conversation about real life with your parents is better than having to lie to them. Yeah. Mm. Bottom line. <laughs> But I mean, and I think that's, you know, um, I think that's probably the largest message I can give anybody. And that's like the resounding thing. And I actually asked some questions on social media. Some of the questions were, you know, um, what what advice would you like one thing you, you would tell people in parenting? And um, I had four responses that came back and I had a couple of other ones, but they were saying, be honest. You know, I think we're so scared for our children to know, like, you know, yeah, you, you know, your dad was out here, you know, slanging coke, but like, tell the truth. Your, your auntie is actually a crackhead. Tell the truth. Like, let them know, like, nah, she, she not sleepy. She's a crackhead. Like she going through withdrawal. 
Like that's what's happening right now. And I've had to like I've had to have those moments with my own kids to let them see because this is the reality of what drugs is. But for a lot, like I said, you know, there's so many different notes and tidbits or whatever that we could give. But I think the biggest thing is to have an honest and authentic and genuine relationship with your children. Be willing to have those hard conversations. Be open to having your feelings hurt. <laughs> um, to you know, and don't be so caught up in protecting feelings that you hinder growth, right? So, um, as usual, you know, thank y'all for joining me. I'm not even gonna worry about telling y'all how to get to my children on social media because y'all not gonna get to them. But anyway, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you can find me on Talks with Tasha G on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, the Talks with Tasha page. Um, if you want to hear me live stream or not live stream, but if you want to hear the recordings, you can find me on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, you name it. I'm on there. But if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to slide up in my DMS. Don't come here acting crazy. Cause I will act crazy right back with you. But of course we always have the, uh, talk back with Tasha session. So if there's something that you want us to discuss a little bit more on the live session later on next week or whatever, feel free to inbox me and we will definitely have that discussion. But as always, thank y'all for joining me. Thank you girls for coming. And of course. Yeah, y'all ain't had no choice. So y'all wasn't going to get dinner. <laughs> but thank y'all for joining me and I will see y'all next time. <laughs>